Yep. I'm really pleased with it. It's a butterfly. Have a look on my Facebook page. It's there. <laughs> That's lovely, isn't it? What's that? Is that a tortoise shell, is it? Yeah, that was just on my mobile phone now. I've got the camera on this. See, really I, didn't know me, I didn't know me butterfly. Tortoise shell, yeah. <laughs> so you're happy with your new phone then? Yes, the camera's really good on it. I've, been taking some, I've taken some really nice pictures. But I'm really pleased with that one. I think yes, it's, it's nice. The composition of it is, mm. works well as well. It is, it looks really it's good. It's only random. I mean, I was passing and I saw this butterfly and I was took three pictures and that was the last one. Sometimes random's the best. Yeah, you don't, I, couldn't, yeah. I couldn't frame it or do anything other than go, no. stay still and take the picture. That's it. <laughs> you know, Sean, I, I couldn't agree more. We're ready. Especially with this podcast, sometimes random is the best. Random is yeah. good. We like randomness. Well, we've had nothing but random for the last three weeks. <laughs> That's good. Okay, cool. Because cool. um, I haven't watched anything. <laughs> Let's get ready to rumble! Okay, cool. Be spoilery. All right, all right. Okay, let, let's, ready. I'll tell you what, let's just fire away, let's just fire away. Let's go, let's go. It's a, hello and welcome to Netflix vs. Cinema, the podcast that asks the titular question, Netflix or cinema, which one is giving us more value for our money? Where should we spend more time every single week? My name is Tosin and I am based up in Coventry in the Midlands and on joining me on the Isle of Wight are Sharon. Hello. And back from his sojourn, from his spirit quest, is somewhere in Thailand. It's Sean. Hello. How are you guys? Uh, we're doing well, man. Doing. How are you doing? Yeah, pretty good. Pretty good, really. So, so uh, yeah. So, how was the spirit quest in Thailand? Um, well, it was quite interesting. I did some. Um, I did some volunteering work. Yep. And uh, I went. I, I went to a school. It was like a, a charity school. Um, and they had a couple of orphanages, and I visited a couple of orphanages, and so that was that was quite interesting. That was that was really interesting to see. Um, yeah, it wasn't the weather wasn't really ever sunny. It wasn't like a fabulous sun. It was warm. It was always warm, but uh, there was no sun, no sun whatsoever. Or was it like monsoon um, season or something? Yeah, 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 yeah. It was no. Uh, well, I mean, there was a few storms and stuff, but I don't yeah. think it was particularly. Um, uh, rainy particularly yeah wasn't particularly sunny like you'd imagine you know yeah so yeah. we're just we're just uh we're just yeah we're just looking at some things so that's all right oh right oh, oh wait, okay okay that's cool we're just wait. just get, what? we're just yeah we had a little bit of a jostle here so we're all sorted now though <laughs> thanks for that what is going on what are you guys doing <laughs> <laughs> Oh, nothing too bad, nothing too bad. We, we like to have the, we have that, have the IMBD entry for all the films. Yeah, 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 yeah. So oh. Them in and yeah. Oh, I, 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 I see, I, I see. Can, so I can say, oh, that actor is that yeah. person. So, so I'm sat here thinking that you guys are just having like, you know, a nice chat with me, but in the background, you're taking advantage of the fact that I can't see you and you're just kind of going, yes, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so it's like, oh. Anyway, gonna... how are you, to how are you Tosin? I am and Did you miss well. me? Obviously uh, not. Sharon said no. She was totally pleased that I was gone. That's what she told me. That's why we, that's what was happening. So Sure, so sure. We totally missed you. We totally missed you because <laughs> let, let, oh, me, let me and let and let I me know. tell you why. Let me tell you. Okay, for podcast reasons, there's other reasons for podcast reasons. Essentially, I decided, well, you know, Sean's away. This is a chance for me to step up and a chance for me to become, you know, the Sean, the one who sees all the films. I don't know how you do it. I'm knackered. How do you get so many films? As we were saying just before we, just before we started recording, 
like uh, we had a couple of weeks where Sharon would go see see stuff in cinema, then not, not see anything at home, and then see stuff at home and not see anything at cinema. So I was kind of like, you know, playing the goalkeeper, going, okay, cool, where is it, where is it, okay, cool. Yeah, you haven't seen anything in the uh, cinema, yeah. I'll go to the cinema. You haven't seen anything at home, I'll watch stuff on Netflix. <laughs> that kind of stuff. And I'm just kind of like, Good, I don't know how Sean does this, man. And sure enough, you've come back with a laundry list of things that you have seen. <laughs> I have, yes. Yes, I am. Um, I, so, I mean... So, so essentially, yeah. all I'm going to say is that I'm going, to, I'm going to concede defeat, say I will never be the Sean, and just let you do your thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's okay, that's okay. What, do you know what is a strange thing is that... I'd, more or less, coming back from Thailand, I, I got back to the island about 11 o'clock. Yep. I came back, got showered, got cleaned up, went off to the mainland, watched Apocalypse Now, <laughs> 8 o'clock showing, <laughs> uh, um, in Icense at, uh, uh, at Bournemouth. So, and I mean, it was great, really. And what was really nice about it was I called a friend, who old school friend, probably my best friend at school for many years, Paul and said, did you want to come? And he was like, yeah, I'll pick you up. Are you still, you know, at your mum's? I said, yeah. And he came round and he said, I haven't been to the cinema for ages. Now, they've built a brand new cinema in Bournemouth, the Big Odeon. And there was was two cinemas which had totally gone, disappeared and all that. And as we drove into the town, I'm saying, Paul, where are you going? He goes, where? The cinemas are in Westover Road, aren't they? I said, no, they're not there anymore. He went, God, it shows you how long since I've been in town. So, yeah, so... (laughs) So, but it was a really, really, yeah, it was, a, it was good to see him and we had a good time and we, it was nice to catch up and watch, watch Apocalypse Now because oh. that was a film of an era. Oh, yep, yep, yeah, good stuff. So there, it's, it's, been, <laughs> it's been manic. It, it, it's been manic and, and fit, fit, fittingly, I think now that you're back, we are going to have, I mean, this is going to be a long show. I think I should just say that up front. <laughs> this is going to be a long okay. show. And I think, thankfully, you guys said, because there's usually, there's usually a film quiz that happens on the Thursday evening, which you guys are not going to tonight. Uh, it's not on tonight. Okay, cool. Are we okay to go a little bit longer this tonight? Yeah, we can go a little bit longer. Sure we can. Sharon? Of course we can. Yeah, I'm with you. Okay, cool. Good stuff. Because there is a lot to pack into the show tonight. I mean, first of all, I mean, we cannot go forward. I mean, because I think we've gone to that stage where there's a lot of cinematic heroes who are falling, so to say. I know a couple of weeks ago we talked about Rutger Hauer. And we are coming to you in the week in which it was announced that Peter Fonda died. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, I thought there's a certain irony, isn't it? We were just talking irony. about yeah. Peter Fonda yeah. about we, two weeks ago because well, he was in a film I watched. Yeah, because we were talking about a show Pe- I watched. Yeah, you were talking about Peter when we spoke about Ride with Norman Reedus. You spoke about you. Yeah. You said that almost like the highlight was him going to a biker bar with Peter Fonda and seeing the way yeah. this biker sort of like ad, uh, like you know adored Peter Fonda. And then next thing I know, about a week later, they're like, "Oh, Peter Fonda's died," and I'm like, "Oh, good lord." <laughs> it's like there must be something yeah. in the yeah. something in the water or and and Luke Perry or was that a while ago? Oh, Luke per- that was a while ago. But no, 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 his last was film was ago. Once Upon a Time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, like, Luke Perry was a while ago. But so Peter Fonda is someone who's like it, obviously he's from the Fondas. They're like Hollywood royalty almost. And I never really saw him in anything. I knew anything, but I think because Sean, I feel like Easy Rider is a film that is right up your alley. Mm. It is, yeah. So, I, I, I must say that I saw it many, many times. Um, I mean, Dennis Hopper, Peter Fonda, Jack Nicholson. Yep. That's great. And I, I always remember the line, I always remember when he just says, do you want to come with us? As they say to Jack Nicholson, because he's like a lawyer, a mm. southern lawyer, and he says, well, do you want to come with us? And Peter Fonda says to him, have you got a helmet? 
and he goes, "Have I got a helmet?" Right, and it's, it's an American football helmet that, he's, and then they just take off on their on their choppers, you know. And yeah, it's um, and it, there's an actor that I really like, a '70s actor that was in a lot of westerns and stuff called um, Luke Askew, um, yep. and he plays like a hippie sort of mountainy sort of. Uh, yeah, I mean, Easy Rider was was a film of an era, and it's and it's great, and well, it's an iconic film, isn't it? Yeah. And I'm sure when we talk about one of the films tonight, we're you know that'll that'll yeah that'll, that'll pop up. In. I mean, it, it's it's weird because obviously the big film that we're going to talk about tonight is Once Upon a Time in in Hollywood, and yeah, and the the whole Peter Fonda Easy Rider thing ties into that stupid. It's it's actually it's a bit spooky, quite frankly, when I think about it. Mm. <laughs> yeah. I'm not sure whether he That's died. It. Before. It's the right era, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. I'm not sure whether he died beforehand and then they waited until now to release the to release the news. Like or or something like that, but the fact that they announced it around about the time once upon it, it's a, it's is a little bit spooky. But Peter Fonda, Hollywood legend. I don't think it's I don't think it's um, unfair to say that. I don't think it's absolute Hollywood legend who who died this week um, at the age of mm. I can't remember what the, was it seventy eight or something like that. Yeah, probably. Something I mean, I think there's longevity yeah. in the family, isn't there? Because Henry yeah. Henry was quite a decent age when he passed. Yeah, his dad, his dad Henry Fonda, uh, his sister Jane Fonda, is still going strong at eighty. Still going strong, yeah. Yes, yeah, she's a, she's the older, yeah. Hanoi Jane. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, honestly, I've, the things I've seen her in recently, I've, I'm I'm liking Jane Fonda in this age, like in Grace and Frankie, and she was in a film called Our Souls at Night. Um, yeah. Yeah, uh, I really like it. Uh, but, and so that is the sad news about Peter Fonda passing. And also this week is the week in which um, some less tragic news, but still to a certain group of people, still tragic, was announced, which is that Disney and Sony have fallen out over Spider-Man, which means that at the yeah. moment, Spider-Man movies are that. on hold. Hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Be- because... Uh, yeah, so carry on, Sean. Yeah, I was just saying because um, they, yeah, because it's all to do with the merchandising, isn't it? And Marvel because I think Marvel are only getting like five percent or something like that of it, the merchandise and everything else. It's, no, it's it's a nominal amount, I think. Well, the, the thing is, like the the when you actually think about it, when you, what I've read about the deal that Marvel and Disney and Sony um, struck up so that they could have Spider Man in the MCU, it sounds stupid. It sounds like Marvel do all the work that makes this thing good. And Sony get all the money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the way I read it as well. That's yeah. the way I, I sort of perceived it. And so I was kind of so. like, really? This is this is this is stupid because Sony didn't have a clue what to do with Spider Man. They were messing around with Spider Man, and it took the MCU taking him, and they, from the word go, knew exactly what they wanted to do with him. I think the iteration of Spider Man that they had in the MCU is one of the things I love the most. But now all of a sudden, like. Sony has said, no, we want all the money. We think we can do better with Spider-Man on our own, which leads to two things. The Sony of more, well, the prospect of more Sony Spider-Man with them when it comes to the live action, because Into the Spider-Verse I loved, but the live action, I feel like they did not have a clue. They did not know the ass from the elbow. <laughs> no, no, I, 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 I agree with your toast. I agree. I, I mean, I sort of, I, any of the Spider-Man films, I, I don't really... But you know what I mean. I, I would wouldn't bother me if I, I'd never seen, never ever watched them again because I thought they were. were well, pretty they awful. seem to keep wanting to reinvent it every couple of years. And yeah. It's like yeah. they clearly don't know what. Well, they tried it. They tried it with the Fantastic Four, haven't they? That's, but yeah. I, I haven't said that. That's that's um, Fox anyway, isn't it? Is it? Was, was that, that, that was Fox? That, that was Fox. Yeah, that was Fox. 
And so, I think Disney have got them, haven't they acquired them? Yeah, Disney have them? Disney have acquired them. Disney have acquired them. So they, I mean, Disney's going to have, or Marvel are going to have. Marvel Studios mm. are going to have so much to play with, aren't they? Really, that they, yeah. they yeah. might they might just yeah, you but, know, with Spider Man, yeah. just say we're wide our time, we're wide our time. You see, you know, the thing is, the other thing that Sharon just said is the, the is the other bad thing about this, which means that we might have another Spider Man reboot, which I'm hoping to God does not happen. Because come on, <laughs> what's that going to be like? Reboot the thing four times in twenty years, please. Just and and especially where they ended the last one. Yeah. They ended the last one in such a great place that makes mm. you so want to see what's going to happen next. I mean, this and this is the only time in one way I'm like, okay, well, there's an obvious answer here. Disney buy Sony. That's it. You're buying oh, Sony. That's it. <laughs> You're buying yeah, everybody else it. already. Buy Sony, then you can sell everything that isn't Spider-Man and just keep Spider-Man. Away. Sell everything else that Sony owns. Sell Bond. Sell like a Bond. Keep Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> so it, yeah, I think. Yeah, yeah. It's like it's yeah, like, I know. That's that's the type of thing, isn't it? Really. Yeah, yeah. Just, the, just the well. It's 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 something that just made me go, oh my god, why, why? <laughs> but anyway, anyway, that's okay. That's me. That's my five-minute rant over. Cool. <laughs> cool you got a five minute rant Sham we haven't heard much from you you have a rant about something come on we want to hear um, oh, you, she's, she's, so, <laughs> she's, she's lovely isn't she she's I'm so, so reserved no, no. so mellow <laughs> no, no. Okay. I, I don't think have we ever had a rant from Sharon oh we, 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 we did have, we? we did Sean you should listen to the shows where you were away all right okay i'll try and catch up with them then <laughs> oh, oh wow really yeah especially interesting then. especially up, yeah. actually no wait weren't you around when Sharon reviewed a film called After Oh yeah. Oh yeah, I was actually funny enough. But I mean I mean that's a mild rant, isn't it? I mean I mean we want to see an angry rant. That's what that's well, what we're waiting I for. I think I think I've heard one in the last couple of weeks. I think I heard I think what happens Sean okay. is I think Sean, Sean what happens is that you go away, right? And then there's a vacuum that needs to be filled. <laughs> yeah. there, there's a rant you vacuum expand, you expand <laughs> into the space so there's a rant vacuum that needs to be filmed so either I go in there one week or Sharon goes in there one week but either way the rant vacuum will be filled yes. <laughs> that's cool that's cool Good. just sort of Good. say there's two words well three words that you can say that will probably set Tozen off onto another one the Lion King the Lion King oh. which I have seen no so don't uh, yeah I'm, I'm not I'm not okay to, you, oh okay say anything about that this is good we're, we're kind of we're kind of moving through what we need to talk about because we have a also ran section of the show where we talk about either maybe one of us has gone like we talk about films that uh, either we don't have time to review properly or films that don't that do not fill our rules for being reviewed on this show and that is that number one if it's a film that you've seen um, if it's if you're bringing a film here, it has to be a film that you have not seen before. So you cannot see a film in the cinema, go watch it on Netflix and go, yeah, watch it on Netflix, it was great this week. You can't do that. We're trying to bring as many Netflix originals in as possible or original content made on other services. And also we, what's the third one? Oh, if you've seen a TV series, you have to watch the entire season. of The, the whole series. The, the entire yeah. season, yeah. yeah. So this is the also round section, it's sort of like a notable mention se- section that we, where we, can, we can talk about things. And um, Sharon, I think you were saying. Or if we've already we've already done a full review on it, so we tend yeah. to just do like a a quick a quick, this was a my... quick recap. Yeah, yes. because you guys were you, you guys sort of with the Lion King. We've done a full review. You've done of a full this review twice. of Lion King, yeah. and yeah, you two yeah. guys were sort of fairly fairly close in so opinion. You saw I that think, away, didn't you? And I saw I saw the Lion King because I thought I wanted to see something, so I thought I'll go see the Lion King. Yeah, talking not about having the new ever one. seen the, the new Lion King. Yeah, yeah because yeah. I've not seen I've never seen, so I went in. 
I'd not seen the the Disney version of you know the, the animated version, so I just went straight in, not knowing nothing. Now, I was mildly surprised actually. I I, I wouldn't say it was a masterpiece. I wouldn't say it was a, a, um, a you know a great movie, but Game I, I I did enjoy it, and I, it was better than I thought it was going to be. Perhaps yeah. I went in with certain with certain perceptions, you know, of, of oh well, yeah. this is going to be a bit of a nicey, but I really I thought. That who's what's the name of the warthog? Pumba is it? What's Pumba, it? yeah. Pumba. The warthog is Pumba. Pumba. Timon. Or yeah, whatever. I mean, I mean, and you know, the the, the meerkat and the, Timon, the, I mean, Timon that was great. Pumba. I was, yeah, yeah. yeah. Was, I mean, that, so really, really. I mean, I was, I, I even had a couple of loud chuckles, really. Oh, good. Yeah, for, yeah, for, yeah, for, for me, Timon and Pumba. One yeah, of we didn't hate it. Acts. We didn't hate it. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, someone said to me it was pretty much like the 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 animated. One is it? It's pretty much yeah. follows the Tell same. Tell us, did you yeah. absolutely adore the music in this film, Sean? Having not known the previous, I, I um, yeah, it was okay. It was okay. Yeah, no, I did. I did like that one. It goes a Moomba Batata or whatever it is. Yeah. The one Hakuna Matata. Yeah, Hakuna Matata. No and, and I like, I like the, I like the philosophy in those sort yes. of songs. You know, it's like the bare necessities. You got it's a nice philosophy. And did you to think it. Beyonce brought something ri- enriching and rewarding <laughs> to the score? Yeah, yeah. Asking oh, Beyonce very must leading have been questions. The, 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 very leading <laughs> questions. Beyonce was the was the female she was, lion. Yeah, yeah. And she, she was sang the name song. Tara? I, think I can't called remember Spirit name. Spirit or something. Spirit. Yeah. She, she was. No, she, really... so Beyonce plays Nala. Nyla, that's the yeah. name. That's the name. Yeah. Yeah. The young. Young lioness. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I. I mean, that didn't really resonate with me at all. Did it with you then? No, I thought it was pants. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was going to say. Yeah. I mean, I can't. That do you know? I can't remember that song. What was that song? Because no, I can't remember. It, 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 it goes something like "Spirit, Spirit, Spirit." Well, no, I can't yeah. even remember it now. The, as I say, the bits I remember, the bits that stick in my mind, is the the umuma patata. Yeah, called. hakuna and, matata. That's one. Yeah. Be, that's, before that's before favorites. we start getting yeah. really really angry tweets saying that we don't know anything, it's hakuna matata. I would like to point out that I, I know it. Sharon knows yeah, it. Know Sean's it. the Sean's the Sean's the Lion King version. Let me see if okay? I get it right. I, Hakuna, yep. Matata. Hakuna Matata. Hakuna Matata. Hakuna Matata. Yeah, okay. I mean, yeah. So that's the song that that reminds me. And as I say, the biggest impact was the the um, the, the, yeah, the poop, Moomin and Two Barn, whatever they're called. Yeah. Sorry, Toes. What are they called? <laughs> People more, are going to be treating in all the time. Say, Sean, get get your facts straight. Anyway, yeah, it was it was okay for three three star movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what so, I said. Yeah. I gave I gave it a that's three star. All, yeah. yeah, exactly that's what we said. Now, now, Sean, what I want to do is I want you to go watch the animate the original hand drawn animation one, and t- because I think uh, uh, the story beats are the same, but I just think I personally, I personally feel that like there is something extra in the hand drawn animation. There is something a bit more magical in it in the in that yeah. one. And yeah, I, well, I, 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 I will. It was a game changer. I mean, yeah. you, know, you know how I feel about animation. Of course, you <laughs> watched it. Did you? Really, is a game changer in oh, terms right. of animation. Okay. Well, everybody says, everybody raves yeah. about it. I, I will. I'll try and catch the animated version. Yeah, it, it will be interesting to see. see interesting to see what you think, seeing as you saw this one first. And and Sharon, I am fighting the urge here. I know I've already had two shows worth of saying things about this film. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, so I'm just gonna. Well, talk. yeah. I'm gonna leave it there. I'm gonna leave it there. So okay. So Sean, you got to see the Lion King this week. Uh, yep. Yeah. Uh, so Sharon, we have been a bit rubbish because I remember last week on the show we both said that we would see the film, watch watch the film Wildlife, and then come back in and and talk about it this week. But I don't think neither of us have seen it. Oh well, uh, um, Sharon's just slipped out just for a second. So okay, um, right, cool, she's cool. gonna be back in a minute. So okay, so cool. okay. it's just got case, me at the moment. 
in that case, talk to me about Apocalypse Now. What was it like seeing that at the cinema again? Apocalypse Now, it was, um, as I say, it was a final cut, di- uh, director's cut, and there was bits taken out and bits put in. But, I mean, to see it in iSense, which is, I, I think, the uh, um, Odeon's equivalent of IMAX, uh, same same sort of format. Yep. Yeah, it was great. It was, it was I mean, it's, it's a classic film. It's one of my favourites. So, I have to say that, you know, it's, I think it's probably one of the most quotable films, you know? I yep. mean, there's, there's so many quotes from that. And, I mean, I've, I must have seen this so many times, a bit like Zulu, probably. I've seen this so many times that um, I just, I sort of know what's coming, you know? Like, yeah. terminate with extreme prejudice and, and yeah. you know, obviously all the other bits. Why the hell would he do that? Never get out with it. And it's just like, so, it's like a nostalgic time, you know? So yeah, I have to say it's it, it is a great movie, and I forget how old it is. I forget, <laughs> you know, it's like it's like you know seventy nine, and it's it's wow, you know that that long ago, and there's yeah. lots and lots of people that haven't actually seen it. Yeah, and I'm not sure if you actually seen it. I have seen it. Yes, have you seen? You have seen it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, what was your take on it? When I saw it, the first time I saw it, because everybody raves about it being like this absolute classic. And so I think whenever a film is raved about being an absolute classic, it, I think approach with caution. And this was one of the films that taught me that lesson because I sort of went, okay, cool. I'm going to go in there waiting for my mind to be blown. And I'm watching it going, what the heck's going on? This... <laughs> like, no, nothing, yeah. no, nothing's going on. What's going on? Okay, okay, oh, okay, cool. That's the bit where they get that I love the sofa napalm in the morning thing. All right, cool. Okay, I get, that's where they get the horror, the horror, the horror from. But, ooh, look, it's the young Lawrence Fishburne. Um, Okay, that happened. So, so, so when I saw it, I was a bit underwhelmed because everybody raved about it. But I think it's a film that you have to be, if you're going to rave about it, or you're going to tell somebody to watch it, you have to warn them what the film's what the film is like before you go in. Yeah. So I've only ever seen the film I, once, and I kind of thought, yeah, it's all right. And 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 coming back to it, I think it's almost like the circumstances around the making of the film that have marked the film out as like a classic. That will have helped to yeah. make as a classic, and not uh, uh, and uh, people are going to crucify me for saying, and not exactly the film itself. I'm gonna have to go back and watch it now with like you know a more educated cinephile hat on. But when I watched it the first time, yeah. I just kind of thought, uh, I don't know what people, and, I don't know what people are yelling about or raving so much about. And I, and I can understand that. I can totally totally understand that because a lot of people would be um, would be. Uh, how can I say? A lot of people would be thought, hmm, this is a bit dull. This is because it could come across as being a little bit dull, I think. Yeah, to, yeah. To some people. Yeah, it could do. But it also, also, I think what it was, was, I mean, Vietnam finished in, in like 1970. Well, the, the whole thing was finished. Yeah, that's when, but, you know, the Americans pulled out round about yeah. 70. So there was, there was not much about the Vietnam War because obviously America wanted to forget it. Yeah. And then, I think it would be about 77 or 78, the film come out called The Boys in Company C, uh, which which I've raved about forever, which I think Full Metal Jacket is a total rip-off of. Yeah. Um, anyway, <laughs> The Boys in Company C, and then there was Apocalypse Now, which so 79, so you're talking like this is four, four years, years after, you know, afterwards. So it's like, whoa. And it was such a crazy war. And then I think as as the eighties, as you get into the eighties and nineties, they started to make more films about about yeah. Vietnam. So 
Didn't John Wayne do a Vietnam film? Oh, he did. He did one in '68 called The Green Berets. Yeah. Uh, but the that Green was really Beret. Pro- that was yeah. that was a propaganda Popular, film, yeah. and I did watch that. But I mean, all this stuff was on TV. You know, all this, all, all the war when it was going on, and I, I remember it because I would have been in my early teens. You know, um, and 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 you were getting it daily on the news about the Vietnam War. All these, and so I think it was just uh, how can we say it was? Did uh, it? I don't know, but I remember seeing it at the Odeon Marble Arch. I remember when I first saw it, and it had such a huge impact on me. And I've seen it many times since. Yeah. To me, to me, I love I love quotable movies. So, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so it, it's brilliant, and it's always it's always going to be for me. It's always going to be a five star and one of the top war films that I've I've seen yeah. myself. Yeah, so, I, I think it. I've, I have. Yeah, I've seen it. Yeah, yeah. I think it's a little bit like the Blues Brothers for me. I will, I will, yeah, I will yeah. straight up understand if people say they they don't get why that film is good. I will, yeah. I will, I will, hope, I will say I can understand why you wouldn't like that film. But for me, absolutely yeah. love it. So yeah, that's it, and that's that's what it is, yeah. isn't it? It's a bit like a, I feel. I feel like it's a real slightly trippy film. I think the people who made it were just caught up in this what, mad claustrophobic world it's, that sort of distorts well it's based on the book isn't it isn't it's based it? on yeah. the book um, well, Heart of Darkness I think the, yeah Joseph Conrad well, well, I'll, I'll tell yeah. you I'll tell you what right have you ever seen the documentary about the making of Apocalypse Now which I think is actually called Heart of Darkness I haven't actually that, I must sure, be honest yeah. I didn't know there was I didn't know there was one yeah there is one there is one that, that tells you when Sharon says that you think the people who made it were a bit the documentary says yeah they were <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Well, they reckon Especially that Dennis, Dennis Hopper, Hopper was like. They reckon that yeah. Dennis Hopper was like so coked up. Well, well, you know what it is, man? Because he is, and he's the one. And they reckon yeah, that he was like, you, you know, when he comes out. Yeah, yeah. yeah so, I, I think a few but, of them went to rehab after the film. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, probably. Um, but yeah, and, and I mean, there's the bit up the Dolung, the Dolung River, the bridge, the bit on the bridge. I remember as well. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, let's not go. Let's yeah, not go down. Yeah. Those yeah. Trippy. Okay. Yeah. Well, it is a bit trippy. So. Anyway, we, we need it'll to always be a top think, film for me. We yeah, do need to move on. Then, we, we've been going. We've been going about. We've, we've been going about twenty minutes, and we haven't even got anywhere near the films we're actually going to talk about this week. So, <laughs> okay. like, so it's so Sharon. I think before you before you ran off, I answered a question that apparently just went off into the ether. <laughs> and I was saying, yes. I was saying that we've been a bit rubbish because last week we said that we were going to watch Wildlife. Uh, and neither oh, and I forgot. <laughs> neither of us have watched it because sure, no. sure, we were having this discussion about how, like, well, uh, well, I found I'm going to a stage of life where I feel like almost like I need to be in the mood to watch something, which I think you don't, you yes. don't suffer from. <laughs> do you ever feel that like you have to be in the mood to see a particular film, or do you just watch anything? Mm. Can you pretty much go, I'm going to watch it and then get into it, or do you think, no, I have to be in the rude mood to watch that? I, I, yeah, I'm, I would say that I'm probably pretty random. I just think, oh, yeah. I'll go and watch that. I, I don't really think about moods. Oh, I would yeah. say, I just think, oh, I'll go and watch that. Yeah, because I sit down at home and I put, I look through what's the new releases or the, what's the Netflix originals and stuff. And I sit there and I go, oh, I'm not in the mood for that. That's might be a bit heavy. Or, oh, no, I don't fancy a comedy. Oh, no. I, and so I end up going round and round in circles. Oh, for, yeah. And I sometimes it's just like, just watch anything. Just watch it. And... <laughs> I tried to do that the other week and I gave up after half an hour. That, that can happen. I've done that yeah. where I thought, oh, what's this? And then you've got sort of... I thought, I have to watch something to review. <laughs> and I got half an hour in and I just thought, I can't bear it. I just got, I can't carry on. So... Oh, well. Oh, well. Okay. Yeah. Uh, well, we said that uh, for me, those things just end up on my Netflix list. And it's turned out that both Sharon and I had this film called Wildlife with Carrie Mulligan and Jake Gyllenhaal in it. Mm. 
that we both had on Netflix. So we're like, yeah, let's watch that. And guess what happened? It turns out apparently in the neither mood, of us have. N- neither, yeah, neither of us felt in the mood to watch that film. So, <laughs> so wow, so wow, that is why you are the professional here. You, you. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, uh, any, but okay, so we have essentially, I say a super fan, but quite frankly, she's she's kind of like the fourth host of this show, and it's Nina. Nina, listen to the episode. Hey, Nina. Yeah. Hi, yeah. Yeah, she said, she said, funny your take about, she sent me a message saying, funny your take about, your net, about the Netflix list. She said her account got hacked, so they set her up a new Netflix account, and it wiped her, it wiped out her list, and she felt like it was a burden that had been lifted. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you can, I can understand that. Yeah, there's no longer these films staring at you saying, why haven't you watched me yet? <laughs> why haven't you watched me? Some... What, am, I, am I not good enough? What? Yeah, what? what have I done? <laughs> oh, oh, that reminds me. Yeah, there's, there's another one that I've seen that I haven't mentioned, which I saw on, on Netflix. Okay, well, anyway, get over it. We can put it on the list. We can put it on the list. We, we might need to move that to next, next week. Is it by any chance yeah. the... Was it was it the making of Herbert Crumpledink? Crumpledink. Um, dump. Dump. Yeah. Dunk. Can you get up on there? Because I never. It's Dunker. Dunk. No. No. It was. Um, you see, I, I was, read that uh, and I was like, "What the Clunk, hell?" Herbert. Herbert Clunkerdunk. Her, Herbert Clunkerdunk. Herbert Clunkerdunk. Herbert Clunkerdunk. Behind the mind of Herbert. Yeah. Behind the mind of Herbert Clunkerdunk. I tried finding this. this I couldn't was, find it anywhere. No, it is. It's pretty odd. It's um. I, funnily enough, I found this on iPlayer. Does iPlayer count as a iPlayer counts? Streams of yeah, it's iPlayer a, counts. It's a medium. Yeah, yeah it's a medium. And this is this is <laughs> this is bizarre. It's, it's one really really strange bizarre comedy, and there were only about ten minutes each. So um, there's about six of them, and they're just ten minutes. And there is a sort of general theme that runs through them, but it's just really really crazy off the wall comedy. Where it's like does. Um, it's, it's it's a story of a this chap obviously Herbert Clunkerdunk and his family and he's just like he has these mad rays where he like picks up sponges and uses them like ventriloquist dummies and sings and just goes into rats and okay. stuff and there's it's 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 just really really bizarre totally okay. totally my humour and it's ten minutes of like what the hell is this all about seriously what the hell is this and it's, I mean, it's well worth a watch the title already uh, had uh, me going what the hell. So it's yeah. so okay. You, 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 so it's, sure. I, I can't really explain what it is because it is just like it's just bizarre. But okay. I found it. I found it incredibly funny. Okay, sure. I don't know why, but then uh, probably because uh, I'm bizarre. I, I want to say. I want to say. Well, first of all, that okay. How about you watch that and then you review that next week? Um, I want to yep, say. Okay. I want to say I'll watch it as well. But after what happened last week with Wildlife, I don't want to put my neck out there. <laughs> just, 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 no, no, no but, We're not but committed I mean, the anything. thing is, no, you're not committed, but I mean, I've seen the, I've seen uh, all of them and there's, there's like about six and they're only like 10 minutes. So if you just put one on, if you get iPlayer, uh, Clunkerdunk, yeah, the mind of Herbert Clunkerdunk, that's a mouthful in itself, isn't it? <laughs> and just, just watch a couple of episodes and let me know. I think, I think you'll hate it, Tozin, but it tickles me. But I'll, anyway, watch, watch one, it's 10 minutes, and let me know what you think. And you might end up watching them all and you might agree with me. So that'd be interesting. And you, Sharon, you can as well. Yes, watch so okay. yeah. All right, cool. Have, have a look at that. Uh, I'm not sure I'd hate it as much as, you know, we, we started talking about the things like when you first sign into Netflix, it just throws these things at you and goes, how about this? Watch this. And it starts playing a trailer. Yeah. 
And the, the latest thing that Netflix has thrown in my face is something called Sextuplex, which oh, right. okay. looks terrible. <laughs> it looks abs. It's Marlon Wayans from the Wayans family, and his style of comedy can be. I, I find it, it. I find that it grates more often than it doesn't. Great, <laughs> and so and honestly, it's like him trying to do the sort of Alec Guinness slash Eddie Murphy thing, where he plays sex Oh, well, he's, oh, yeah, he plays all. Oh, of right. That. I've seen a poster and, for it on Netflix, and I've looked away as quickly as I could. Yeah, the trailer. The trailer looks terrible. This film looks so bad. I'm like this, but I know there's people who watch it, which is why Netflix made Netflix made it. But it's anyway, anyway. But now. Um, Next week, I'm hoping to talk about Good Omens, which I've been watching as well. But uh, let's carry on with the show. Oh, my God. Yeah, let's get up with the show. Oh, good Lord. Do, yes. Like half an hour to get to the first film we're going to talk about. Right. And also, because of this film, because of what this film's all about and all that, it is this is Tarantino coming back with his film. I know that we, I've got a timer set up, and we usually have seven minutes per film. But I, I unfortunately do not think that seven minutes will be enough to talk about this film. So, so I've decided, I've made an executive decision to double that and give us 14 minutes to talk about Once a Time in Hollywood. Okay. Cool. Sean, which I cool. think, because I feel like, Sharon, you have some stuff bubbling away. Sean, I know it's Tarantino, yes. so you're always going to have something. I mean, I think, I know, Sean, you love Tarantino. I, I don't think you I love Tarantino, the, yes. I don't think you guys are the same age, but you have the same brain, I, it feels like. It feels like you have all the yes. same influences, you have all the same things that you think are cool, all that kind of stuff. So even though I think recently that he has become a bit self-indulgent, because now he's, he's got the kind of name where it's like, it's Quentin, let him do what he wants to do. Nobody can tell him, yeah. hang on, dude, maybe that's a little bit long, maybe we should cut that down. He just they, they let him do it, even though I personally think he's been a bit adulted, indulgent. And he, it so, is, it's, yeah, I will so, agree, Tozen. I won't argue with that. It is totally self indulgent, yeah. but it's indulging me as well. So <laughs> long may he carry on. <laughs> yeah, I, and so that's the thing. And so with The Hateful Eight, I remember you were like, oh my God, it's great. And I was like, oh, dude, he's, he's like referencing things that I have absolutely no, I don't know about. I don't Yeah, about that's, that's it, I guess. And it's, and. So, so with that, in my head, I've already sort of figured out that the way this review is going to go is you going, yay, Tarantino, me going, mm, yeah, come on, impress me. But, but before we go into that, <laughs> have I ever told you my Tarantino story? You haven't, no. We no. might have done, but I mean, you know, I'm getting old. So. Do tell. Do tell. Uh, okay, cool. So there's once, I can't remember what year, this must have been like 2008, 2009 or something like that. I was a, it was the university that I was working at and I was actually, I was producing my first play. It was going to be Dial M for Murder. And so a friend of mine, Vivian, Vivian Chu, she, well, she was Chu then, she's now Moat. She took me out and she was like, okay, cool. You, this is your first time you're producing a play. She'd produced plays before. She wanted to just let me know, these are the things you do when you're producing a play. These are things to worry about. So we went to a pub on Gloucester Road in South Kensington. I was sat down at this I pub. know it. Yeah. Oh, you know, yeah, you know Gloucester Road, yeah. So we went to, yeah, yeah and we're, in, we're in this pub, and so she's saying, okay, this is what you need to do to produce, do that, do that, do that. I'm like, okay, cool, I'll be right back. I'm just going to go to the loo. And as I go to the loo, I see a guy sitting in a corner reading this big, massive book. I think it, it's, it looked like, I think it was War and Peace by Tolstoy or something like that. And I look at this guy and I go, what the, that guy looks familiar. So I go to the loo, I come back, look at the guy again, and I go sit down and I go to, the, I go to Vivian. That's Quentin Tarantino. And she's like, no, he isn't. I'm like, do you know what Quentin Tarantino looks like? She's like, no. <laughs> and, 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 I, and I was like, I'm telling you, that's Quentin Tarantino sat in the corner of this pub on his own with a pint and a book. And she's like, it is. And I'm like, I'm going to go ask him. She's like, no, you can't go do that. Oh, no, no. 
<laughs> so I so I go up to him. I go up to him and it's like, excuse me. It's like I'm sorry to bother you. You look like you're enjoying yourself, but my friend doesn't think you're who I think you are. And he's like, and who do you think I am? <laughs> and and I, I think a Quentin Tarantino is like, yeah, yeah, yeah that's me. <laughs> and, and, I was, and so I was just kind of like, thank you, sir. I just wanted to say, because it was around about the time Death Proof came out and he was in the UK to promote Death Proof. And, yeah. Yeah. and I was just kind of like, I just wanted to say, uh, love the work, keep up the good work, all the best to Death Proof. And I just sort of left him, left him in the corner, went back to my friend. I was like, I told you it was Quentin Tarantino. And it's just like one of the weirdest things ever where I'm just kind of like... That's crazy, man. Yeah, he That's just sat in, sat in the corner of a pub off, off Gloucester Road and nobody was bothering him. <laughs> it was... Oh, yeah. good. But anyway, <laughs> I, I know I just wanted to tell you that, Sean, because you might go see all the films in the world, but I've had a conversation with Quentin Tarantino. Oh, right? man. Oh, you lucky thing. You lucky, lucky <laughs> thing. I'm here fuming. I'm like jealous. <laughs> no, I'm not. No, 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 no. It's, it's, it's cool. That's really good. That's a great one, dude. Did I ever tell you about the time when I sat... Just opposite Julia Roberts in a no, in a, no. Los Angeles in a, well in a restaurant in Los Angeles no oh well okay I'll save that for another time <laughs> <laughs> all right but now okay the next time she releases a film we talk about it oh one of us can go watch Homecoming yep. on Amazon Prime and let us know but so okay. Sh- Sean as the redis- resident Tarantino fanboy I'm going to let you take it away once upon a time in Hollywood I, what's I, this all about what's once upon on? a time in Hollywood okay basically it's um. Well, what's the story? You've got... I'll tell you what, should we let... Sharon hasn't said yeah. much. Did you want to do the story and I'll just tell you my feelings? Because otherwise I'm afraid I'm going to give loads of spoilers away. So, yeah, that's actually a good... That's a good shout. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. So if you, if you want the to do the synopsis... The 1969 then... Los Angeles, Hollywood. And we have our two main protagonists. We have um, the character Rick Dalton, who is a was a 1950s um, television cowboy. He's like... He was in a show like Bonanza that was long running, um, and he was like the star of this show. Bit, bounty bit like, um, but yeah, bounty law. <laughs> and so he was the, the definite star of this show, and he had a permanent um, stunt double, his favourite stunt double, Cliff Booth. Now these are played by Leonardo DiCaprio as Rick Dalton and Brad Pitt as Cliff Booth, and they have become basically inseparable. He's since the show was. He decided, Rick, Rick Dalton decided that he was going to try his hand at, you know, movies and leave the show behind. And since then, he's not done as well. He's been guesting on other shows, but not really had a big vehicle. And so he hasn't been working as much, but Cliff Booth has still been his driver. He's like his handyman. He's just sort of there alongside him his the whole time. Yeah, he does everything that he needs to do. So this is the, these are the two main characters and we see the through film through their eyes and then into their lives come these different characters these different some people are real and some people are not and so you have to when you're meeting people you have to decide or work out is this a real person yeah or is this somewhere <laughs> this a figment of quentin tarantino's imagination yeah and one of the people he meets is uh sharon tate and her husband roman polanski yep real and he also meets um some other actors, not real. I'm just going to just come in here a little bit because there's a bit early on at the Playboy Mansion. Yes. Where... He meets Steve McQueen. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I'm not sure actually. But real? Uh, yeah. It's Damien Lewis, I think. Yes. yes. And it's, I'm like, I mean, from that, I was like, oh my goodness me. He looks <laughs> just, he's got, he must have looked and he must have practiced like, because he looked, he was, he was, he was so good. Yeah. You know, with yeah. his mannerisms, his cast. And I mean, and that was just like a, 
a tiny bit of the film. Like, that was like, like yeah, it's riddled with cameos. Yeah, and and then as the story progresses, so it turns out that Sharon Tate and her husband Roman Polanski have rented the house next door to where Rick Dalton lives in the Hollywood Hills. Cielo Drive. And Cielo Drive. So people who know their Hollywood history will know that that name sort of resonates yeah. for all the worst possible reasons. Yeah, yeah. So we won't go any further into that. And one day, um, Cliff Booth is working on the house and he meets this one particular person called Charles Manson. And so, and the, the Manson, and then throughout the film, he then encounters other members of the Manson family. Yeah. As well as other things. So the story progresses through, you see the life of a 1960s former faded, slightly faded Hollywood star, and then you see it mirrored with the life of this up-and-coming Hollywood star, Sharon Tate. Yeah. And you see their lives in parallel, and then their lives sort of cross over at certain key points. points. And I think really that's all I'm going to say. Okay, that's probably it, because... I think that's all you can that's say. That's all we need, isn't it, really? Because <laughs> yeah. yeah. it's, it's, it's like a pastiche, isn't it? It's like a... a, a it's a complete homage, yeah. yeah. yeah it's a, and, and, and it's a homage. So they recreate... It's like... You know, scenes from this bounty law, don't yeah. they? Yeah, you can imagine. I'm like, oh, and I mean, even the, the programs on TV, yeah. you know, like Mannix and all those. And obviously... But they have cut it with real footage as well, haven't yes, they? Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. There's a bit in this where one of the characters, Sharon Tate, is her, her character is sat in the cinema and she's watching the real Sharon she's Tate on the, the screen. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's. And it's just cut. So you're thinking, actually. And that is a really nice that's scene. The real yeah. on the screen. That is a really, really nice. That is a really, really nice scene. I think. Well, there's uh, loads of really, really nice scenes. Yeah. Isn't it? A lot of people are. The cameos. Are, some of the cameos. Are, there's one of Bruce Lee cameo. So I'm just. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. And I mean, I think a few people are a bit upset by that. How um, they treated Bruce Lee. Yeah, yeah, because you know how they. But for me, I didn't. I thought I was going to. I thought that was the bit that I might get yeah. a little bit. But, angry but in in the end, it, it I went to see this with my brother, who was oh, a huge Bruce Lee yeah. family. So I'm going. He I bet said, he didn't like that. No, he said, "Yes, fair enough." Yes, fair enough. <laughs> yeah. That's what I mean. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's what I mean. But there's people moaning. He was arrogant. He, he was, was arrogant. He was yes. so super confident. Yeah. The point of arrogance, and so I think to see that you thinking actually you were a little bit pompous at times, and so to see him sort of addressed in that sort of way, yeah. we both laughed out loud at some of those. Bruce Lee scenes, Bruce I have Lee to scenes, say, yeah. and we're both we're both Bruce Lee fans. That's so. it. And I mean, I mean, the bit when they do get into the little bit of fisty cuff, some of that's yeah. like choreographed from Way of the Dragon. So yes, you know, the actual movements and everything yeah. like that was from from. So, I mean, you know, obviously it's a film. It basically, I think what it is, it's a film where the in Hollywood the studio system was coming to an end. Yeah, yes. the studio system was starting to. It was it was like the end of the studio system, and you were getting a lot of indie. Films yeah. starting to be produced. Easy Rider, yes. prime example. Yes, you Easy know. Rider was the first and big one. So, so you got like these transitions, and then you get into. I mean, if you think of the seventies, which is my favourite era, yeah. and I did actually see a an interview with Caprio and De Pitt on daytime TV on um, on one of the things, and they said both of them said the seventies was their favourite era of movies because there were so many independent, independent avant garde, yeah. and you know people were experimenting more and more and more, and it was becoming. Yeah, films so, that would never get greenlit by a studio yeah. were suddenly were well, there. Yeah, I, so I think it was, it was kind of like a bit like they had had a studio system for ages that this is how you make films, and it started breaking down, and they and all the and they the studio executives didn't know how to make a hit anymore because everything that they used to do was no longer working. The, 
and the, so they were yeah. like they would they would get like a character like the Rick Dalton character what he, he he represents and like a bit like a Cary Grant or something like that and they would doll him up and they would tell him what to wear how to hair, wear his hair and they would present this yeah their life ideal. life was controlled yeah, yeah yeah and they would present this perfect of an ideal man and that's that's how you made a film star then like you know Peter Fonda and Dennis Hopper come along they don't shave they don't they the hair's long and they have one of the biggest hits of the year so I feel like in the seventies it was like the studios going. We don't have a clue what's going on. We don't know how to make a hit anymore. So they yeah. were just experimenting left, right, and center to try and see what will hit and what will be the new, what yeah. will be the new system, I, so to say. I also think as well. I don't think round about that seventies time that you know, because I mean, you had that glorious sixties, and then the seventies was quite a time of austerity, and it was, it was quite a bad time. And I don't think there was lots of spare. And yeah, and I don't think there was a lot of spare money around no. as well. So the and films like were being said, made on small the war, budget. The war in Vietnam was dragging on for the that's Americans yeah, in Britain. Yeah. It was like the three-day week strikes. Yeah, that's and it. The, so it was a. It was a grim time for some socially, wasn't it? Yeah, it was a grim time, but it was a, a prime time for for the cinema. Mm. You know, it was um, creative, okay. creative, oh, yeah, all right. creative. But all this, well, I, th- I feel like we keep jumping in, Sean. Why are you trying to tell us what you thought of the film? Yes. Yeah, okay. Well, what I thought of the film, I, I could, well, I could do. Just, I mean, I liked the cameos. I liked, I, I love, I mean, favourite Al Pacino as well. I mean, I, I didn't realise how short he was, quite I know. Honestly. But, I mean, he's, whatever, he's, he's, he's so totally fits a role. And, you know, yeah. Yeah, you, you know, you need to go into, you need to go to Italy, you need to make these, you know, and it's, and, and, and you had all the posters in the background. You, you know, just what yeah. it was like, the TV programs going on. Um, so the whole thing was, like you say, it was incredibly self-indulgent. And <laughs> it really, really indulged me, like his films do, you know. And I could just watch it again and again. And I've, I've seen it a couple of times. And you obviously see more and more, like the little action figures in the back. Mm. Or, you know, certain posters. Because a lot of the posters are real movies. I mean, like you saw McKenna's Gold, all those yeah, sort of films. So, so you've got all yeah. those films of that that particular year. Yeah. Um, so there's just there's just so much in it. I think it's like whatever you bought. And I mean, I know probably probably you would be an eighties kid, would you? Toast like with, yeah. with with most of your because like that Ready Player One. I often think about Ready Player One. That must oh, have yeah. been uh, absolutely 80s, yeah. heaven for for fans of eighties movies. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? There must have been so much in there for fans of eighties movies. Yeah. Well, with Tarantino, there's just so much in there of. You know, late 60s, 70s, and, and, and again, I love the cars, I love the cars, um, which is, you know, and there's, there's a lot of that, there's a lot of that in the film of actually being in the car. In the car, just driving the camera, around. In yeah. the camera in the back, yeah, just driving around, there, there's quite a few, you know, yeah, okay. quite a few scenes actually, with, with them driving, yeah. you know, and, oh. and seeing Whizzing what... Whizzing around Los, yeah, that Whizzing bend in the road, I think that must be an iconic bend in the road, because they all seem to I want do Cielo a Drive. wheel squealer well, coming out of Cielo Drive. Well, well, yeah, well, Hollywood's funny because you do have to go up in the hills for it. You know, yeah. It's like, and, but, but you can drive up there, you know, I mean, as a, you see the house and that. It's not like... It's yeah. Not like a, it's yeah, I think, I think it's, it's mainly because Cielo Drive, it became, became infamous for what happened to Sharon Tate um, yeah. Yeah, later. But so the, the, the thing is, oh, you, it might surprise you to know this, but even though I left us 14 minutes, we only have five minutes left. To talk about this film. Wow. <laughs> well, you better tell us something. You better tell you us something about okay. this. What, what I thought about this film is, Sean. So I won't be offended because I'm sure it's not. You know, it's not for everybody. So if if, if you didn't like it, that's fine. No, you that's fine. You, you won't be offended because I loved this film. 
I absolutely love Seriously? it. Seriously? <laughs> I really thought. Do you know, I sat and I thought, oh, there oh, okay. like this. I'm the so is, pleased. I'm really, is, the, really yeah, megally pleased. You are, because oh, bless the, you. the thing about it is because the, the, it sets during a period of Hollywood that I, really, really intrigues me. When, you know, that whole change. And I feel like, first of all, I mean, a couple of quick things, because Sharon, I know you want to say some things. And a couple of quick things is, <laughs> I personally think that this is the best Leonardo DiCaprio has ever been. I think it's, I have never seen, because I've always maintained that whenever I see Leonardo DiCaprio act in a film, I see Leonardo DiCaprio giving a good performance. I never see him disappear into the character. And in this one, I thought he totally disappeared into the character. I thought the whole idea... Yes, I agree. Yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah, I, thought, he, I thought the, the he whole... He showed I, the whole range of emotions, didn't oh, he? Oh, he was, he was amazing in this film. I mean, the, the whole idea of this star who used to be a big deal and it, the, the, the scenes where he goes into a trailer and you can see him trying to G himself up because he kind of like, yeah. he's self-destructive. He knows he's self-destructive. He kind of blames himself for the fact that his career isn't exactly where he wants it to be. I thought he was brilliant. I thought Brad Pitt was awesome as well. I think Brad Pitt, there's few people who do effortless cool like Brad Pitt. Uh, oh, yeah. Totally and, cool, one. Totally and cool. He totally did. I mean, the scenes, even the scenes with him and his dog, the scenes with him and his dog, I absolutely love. I mean, this is a film that is more about this is what it was like being in Hollywood at that time. It doesn't, if you think about it, storyline-wise, it doesn't really have a story. It doesn't really have like, it oh, doesn't. this is where you're trying to I, get to. It's just kind of like, I, this, I, this yeah. is their life. I'll tell you else. This is their life. I'll tell you else was great, great in this toes, and that was old Bruce Stern, wasn't it? Yeah, Bruce Dern. Bruce that surprised Dern me. I wasn't. I wasn't until when it was like, oh my goodness, me. Bruce, Bruce Dern shows up for a short while. I think. Uh, I think Margot Robbie is brilliant. In Margot short Robbie, time, she's yeah. on, she's on screen because Sharon Tate. Obviously, you said you, you, the real life stuff will happen to her and all that. But the, the, you present this, they, and the film presents this sort of like she's this sort of like hopeful ray of light, like almost. So she's presented as almost being untouched by the whole sort of like Hollywood cynicism. Where like she goes to watch a film in her because she's just so happy to be in a film and all that kind of stuff, and essentially you're watching the film and you only want good things to happen to that character, which is what makes and it remains it makes as the film goes along and as the film goes along it just becomes a it becomes scarier and scarier and scarier and you're like I don't know what Tarantino is going to do how is Tarantino going to address this what is he going to do and there is a moment in the film where I clicked and I was like oh my god this is what's going to happen. This is what I think is <laughs> yeah. Going, yeah. this is what I think is going to happen, and if this is what happens, it's going to be so Tarantino. But for once, I am with him, and it would be so cool if that is exactly what happened. And it's what yes. happens. And so at the end of the film, the film with everything that you're thinking about, the fact that you have the Manson family in the background, it actually ends up being quite hopeful. And one of the final Leonardo DiCaprio scenes had me in absolute stitches. It had me in absolute <laughs> yeah. stitches. I was just kind of. I honestly think, for my money, the best performance of Cap DiCaprio's career. I really, really, really like the film. Sharon, go. No, I was going to say the same. I, I did enjoy the film. I, again, my only criticism was I thought it was a little bit self-indulgent in that some yeah. of the scenes where they recreate some of the shows and they recreate the film, I thought some of those, I thought, this is going on slightly too long. It should have you know, been a bit more disciplined. But then there was there's pure gold in it as well. There was I really like the scenes for these little girls. She's this tiny little girl. Oh, that was awesome. And, awesome. and she's like, you know, I like to be in character before much. She just called yeah. me by my character yeah. name. That's she's it. going, how old are you? Twelve? Because no, 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 I'm eight. <laughs> but she's like completely method. Yes, she is. And really then he totally has this it. sort of completely meltdown. And he says, and then she comforts him. And she goes, oh, a little pumpkin puss. And he said, normally I would not allow someone to call me a yeah, pumpkin puss, but I know. So, yeah. <laughs> 
I make allowances because of your emotional state. I just thought that was just like a moment of pure gold. Yeah, it was. And then and they had this. She just she looked just like Laura Ingalls from Little House on the, the Prairie, Prairie, didn't she? Yeah, so she I think, did. again, and I thought probably a nod mm. to again growing up in that period. So and yeah, I thought there were some moments of pure gold in it, and some moments of self-indulgence. And I won't, without giving the ending away uh, by any means, I say it makes the title of the film make sense at the end. Yeah, 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 definitely. Because you think, yes, I don't. You, you can't. They, you, you want to. You want to say more, yeah. don't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't want to say. You don't want to say. But the thing is, I. Uh, but at the end, I actually I was quite happy with the way it was treated because you know when this film was first yes. announced, people were worried about what is Tarantino going to do. We're talking about like, exactly. serial killing family. Well, we all were, weren't we? Did? I think yeah. at the start of the film as well. Because I, I when I saw the trailer and they mentioned it. two names, I was like, whoa, what are they going to do yeah, about this? Do, yeah. And my brother said, oh, my older brother, he said, oh, I might take my nephew to see this. I said, there's no way you can take <laughs> your nephew to see that when it's about this subject matter. And it's 18 anyway. And it's an 18 anyway. Yeah. And then he said, oh, maybe you're right. Then after I came home, I said, it's not suitable because of you know, the content. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But for not the reasons we thought <laughs> yes yes it's a... but yes it's um yeah so i i did enjoy it as well um but yeah my only quibble was a few times i'm thinking you really and like, there's a scene we're featuring like the great escape and i just thought to me it added nothing to the film mm. but again it was a piece of yeah. indulgence i, I know the bit yeah but yeah yeah. They, yeah but i but on the whole i i thought it was yeah they he captured the mood of that, that time perfectly yeah and with nods to the those sort of westerns that you know i see a lot because they're on cbs Justice all the time and CBS action all the time. So yeah. I have seen a lot of 60s That's westerns um, over the last few years with my mum. Um, so yeah, it caught the mood of some of these films yeah. just perfectly, I thought. That did. And I, I mean, I, I, I really liked the scene as well with the, with Schwarz Al Pacino when he's yeah. actually watching the, the film. He goes, hey, where am I? You, I mean, I mean, they were all great. The, the acting was yeah. fabulous all the way around. Yeah. And, they and, were spot on, weren't they? Yeah. And and as I say, DiCaprio, and I mean back to the little girl scene at the end, you know, at yeah. the end of the scene with that. It's like, oh, that's you could resolved. T- yeah, yeah, it's resolved. And you <laughs> can just was, see, you just see like, kid I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And to me, <laughs> yeah. you know, he's like, oh, you, you know what I mean? It's, it's almost like, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, he's like, I he's like DiCaprio, I'm so, honestly, I am so impressed with him in this film. I am so impressed with him in this film. He is. The, the guy is the best thing I've ever seen him do. It really, yeah. really is. It really is the best thing I've ever seen him do. And it's... Um, uh, okay, but you were saying, like, great performances all around. I'll say from everybody apart from Zoe Bell, who is a stunt woman that Quentin Tarantino likes and has been putting her in, in, in his films, I think, ever since Death Proof or something like that. She is the right. She is the Kiwi actress who shows up with Kurt Russell in the Bruce Lee scene. Oh. oh, is she the one who plays his wife? Yes, yes. Oh, yes, it was a bit... I didn't work out who she was, really. <laughs> yeah, yes. Yeah. 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 She, she's, she's a stunt yeah, woman. Janet. She's, she's, like, she's like a legendary... She's a legendary stunt, stunt woman in Hollywood. And she has appeared... She appeared in Django Unchained. I'm pretty sure she was in Hateful... No, she, yes, she was definitely in Hateful Eight. She was in Hateful Eight. But Katia keeps casting her in all these small roles. Even though with all the rest of in the world, she's not the best actress but he, he puts her in small roles anyways it was almost kind of like it's like how christopher nolan keeps putting michael kane in all his films ah <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah 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 but and also talking about young kids yeah. who uh, who stay in character who are method and the time has already gone off but i'm i'm being i'm being really really bad here time has already gone off it's um dakota fanning dakota fanning is in this film and i did not recognize her at all no i know i know what you mean yeah, yeah I, it's just because at the beginning of the friend. film, at the beginning of the film, it says 
Dakota Fanning. And I was watching, I was going, oh, really? I didn't know she was in this film. And I was watching the whole film, and she has a whole bunch of close ups, and she has like big scenes and all that kind of stuff. And I was like, oh, I wonder who that was. Oh, I don't know. Then I went home, <laughs> went home afterwards, I was like, that was Dakota Fanning? <laughs> I know, I know, I know. That was, that was crazy, wasn't it? The only one I did, the only person I did that with actually was Lena. Lena, Lena Dunham, Dunham when she yeah. was in it. Yeah. I did not recognise her at all. And when, when I was in the credits, I thought, what was, well, who was she? And then, <laughs> then I worked out who she was at, at, the, at the end. Yeah, but of all the others, I sort of more or less, I didn't have any idea who played Bruce Lee. I didn't recognise him at all. Because yeah. I thought to me, it just looked like Bruce Lee. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, who did they get to look so like Bruce Lee? Yeah. And oh, it's this a Mike, martial artist called Mike, Mike Moe. Mike so. Moe, yeah. All right, cool. So, okay. He did a great job. We, we need to move on. We need to move on. Even though... We need to do scores then. Scores yeah. on the doors. Yes, how much? How many would you give it, Sean? Well, you know what it's going to be for me. I mean, this is... <laughs> so far, this is my best film of the year so far. So it's a big five. Big five. Okay, five. Sharon? I'd give it a four. I would give it a I'd four. I'd take off a point for the self-indulgence. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I mean, that's fair enough. That's, that's way better than I thought. I thought you two guys were going to be like... So good, please. Sean, Sean, uh, no, look, and you're, you're, I mean, you are right to be worried because I went to this film, I will hold my hands up and say, I went to this film with my, with my knives sharpened. <laughs> <laughs> I went in with my knife, I was like, right, come on, Terrence, you know, ching, 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 bring it on. I know exactly what you're going to do. And, and uh, but at the end of it, I just, I just love the film. And with everything that it, the film deals with, I left with like a smile on my face. Okay, now that's been an hour and we've done one film. So, oh my goodness me, we're going to have to move on, aren't we? Yeah, let's get a move on. Let's see if we can do the others in half an hour. All the others in half an hour. All right, cool. So, Sharon, we go over to Netflix Four now. Weddings. What's that? No, no, we'll just say one of the actresses in it who plays Pussycat, who's the little, this sort of, you know, jail bait who keeps teasing Brad Pitt. Oh, Pitt's Brad Pitt. Oh, yeah. Um, he has some great Margaret lines around Polly. that. Yeah, we, her, when I saw her, I thought, she does look slightly familiar. I was trying to think, who is she reminding me of? And we just looked up... She's the daughter of Andy McDowell. Andy McDowell, yeah. Who was obviously see, Four yeah. Weddings and lots of films of in back in the day. Is so she? that's why she's sort of reminiscent of her. But yeah, I thought she's looked. I kept Similar. thinking, you yeah. remind me of someone. And yeah, it's when you see when you know you see her mother in her feature features. All right, cool. So that was just a sort of small thing, but yeah, moving on, moving on. Moving on, moving on to the sort of staying at home side instead of going to the cinema side. We have Nightfall yeah. season two. So what is Nightfall? Nightfall is a drama that was it's a history channel drama, but it's now available on Netflix, season one, and season two has only just finished on the history channel. And basically, it is the, the story of the Knights Templar, uh, the Order of the Temple of Solomon, um, who had orders, order chapter houses all around the, the, the world at that time. They'd been on crusade. They were a an order that was set up by the popes to escort pilgrims to the holy lands, to the holy sites. They were basically called God's army. And they were made up of of knights who were also monks. And they'd all taken their vows. And uh, But they're also trained in sort of the knightly skills and combats. And they were largely independent. They were, they could say the commander-in-chief was the pope, but they were largely outside of national boundaries. They, they worked largely autonomously they had their own chancery they, they lent money to people they had their own finances so the the knights templar are sort of quite legendary so this is the story of basically the last the last couple of years in the the knights templar the knights fall and this is a fictionalized story largely about what they think led to the fall of the the order of the temple of solomon yeah and we see it all through the eyes of one particular character called 
Um, Landry, Landry do has got a forename, but it's not listed on here, so I can't tell you what it is. Um, basically, he is the head of the Paris chapter of the Knights Templar. Yep. And he breaks his vows by having an affair with a married woman. And the married woman turns out to be the Queen of France at the time. And that sort of fall from grace on his part leads is the beginning of the chain reaction that leads to the downfall of the Knights Templar, especially in France, and how it's there's this sort of battle of wits between him and King Philip, who um, decides that to enact revenge for his sort of broken honour, he uh, decides to, to destroy the Knights Templar. All right. Those French and queens, so, eh? Those French um, queens. They're, they're, they're terrible, aren't they, really? <laughs> uh, so it basically, it does sort of, you see the life of how they fight bandits and how they go about their business, and then you see them in um, combat with the king. So there's lots of fighting, and there's lots of action, there's lots of, you know, okay. goings on. You know the way it is that anytime you have anything with somebody who has a sword in it, and it's set in a time yeah. before a mobile phone was was or electronics existed the inevitable yeah. question is going to be asked about game of thrones so yeah so do you think that this was like uh ooh, game of thrones is popular now we can make this i think it may have sort of it's they're not obviously this is based in sort of history and they give you all the dates and details and stuff and it starts off with in one one of the holy crusades um so but yes he's got nods to it in that it's historical and there's like knights and there's sword fighting but it's in some ways to me it's more reminiscent of another history channel thing the vikings yep it's that sort of they try to sort of had a nod towards historical accuracy but then they sort of sex it up a bit with the violence and with um the char- by making the characters really identifiable yeah so but there are a cast of characters that you really sort of get behind was it was there one about um alfred the great called the Last Kingdom, or something like yes, that. Yes, that's that another. That's yeah, because that's, I remember well. seeing that ages ago. That's based on yeah. Bernard Cornwall novels, oh, right. a series of books by Bernard Cornwall. Mm. But yeah, it's a similar thing. It's they've taken sort of a period of history and then they've just tried to recreate it faithfully, but then with its dramatic <laughs> license. On. Yes, so um, yes, I so enjoyed it. So to me, it was it had good drama. It had I like the fact that it sort of had nods towards history and you make me want to think, you know, oh okay, what was the Oh, the life yeah. of someone like in the sort of medieval France. It's like, I'm going to go on Wikipedia and find out exactly what happened. Find out a bit <laughs> more about this. But no, I thought the characters were well, it was well done. They were charismatic. It was, you know, the action was good. Um, it was brutal and grubby. Uh-huh. And yeah, it just appealed to that sort of, you know, that side of me that likes a bit of, you know, dirty, grubby, sword fighting <laughs> history. <laughs> cool. So yeah, I, I really liked it. I enjoyed it. How, how but yeah, you... season one is available on Netflix, and season two is available on Catch Up through um, anyone who's got like Sky platform. All right. And um, how many stars would you give it? I would give it a four. Ooh, give it a I four. Because I really liked it. Ooh, cool, cool, good stuff. So four stars for that night four. Because I think I've seen the title before, but now maybe after that I might actually go watch it. Yeah, I might, I might give it that. Oh, and in season the two, the big name in it, Mark Hamill appears as one of the Templar what? Knights. Who he, um, <laughs> he's all bearded up and he's got grey robes on, but he is he, you know, he swings a sword. Jedi, well, he's used to it, isn't he? He's yeah, yeah. He's having he uses a. He's all Jedi <laughs> mind tricks. He's having a bit of a moment. He's having a bit of a moment. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah so he's yeah he's quite a fun addition to season two. 
so as a, as one of the names. I just was scrolling past the picture to delete it, and I suddenly went, "Oh yeah, of course, it's Mark Hamill, wasn't it?" <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, no, I thought he's yeah, he was good, he was fun. All right. Uh, so yeah, it was a good, a good, good. Oh good, I checked that. I will check that one then. All right, cool. And now let's jump back to the cinema. Jump back to the cinema, and this is a film that I think Sean, you're the only one who's seen this. I wanted to see it, but didn't get around to it. And uh, it's called Good Boys. Good boys, yeah, good boys. So uh, now, yeah. now this film looks like <laughs> because it's, it's, it's produced by the same people, it's released in the same year as Booksmart, and it looks very much like super bad. Like it looks like it's super bad. Only that this time, super bad for even younger the little ones. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, super bad for twelve-year-olds yeah. or something like that. For twelve-year-olds, yeah, yeah, yeah. It is. It's basically the story, like you know, this little gang, the the um, the, uh, the beanbag gang. You know, they're like three friends and. They've obviously they're, they're a bit of a transition because they're going through schools, you know, and they've got the whole, like, oh, they get invited to a kissing party and it's, oh. it's really, really important, you know. One of them, one of them really, really likes this 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 girl. And they go on a bit of an adventure and they go, we've got to find out, we've got to find out about, you know, kissing, kissing. So they decide to get, basically, a story. They get a little drone and they decide to look, have a peek at the, the house next door where there's a couple of uh, older teenager girls. Yep. And they... Uh, so, so the the and the girls capture the the. So it's a story of that. So they go round to knock knock on the house, and then the the girls aren't going to give it back, and so they swipe like handbag, which has got all sorts of things in, you know, like that. And then so it's, and then it becomes a bit of a caper, a bit of a chase, you know, where they're all yeah, uh, you know, yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah, it's and and then they go right, okay. So basically, we, we've got to get another drone. We've got another drone. I know. Let's go for for um. Let's go. Let's go. The only place that does it is a mile. You know, this mile. We need to get to the mile. We need to get money and all that. So it's they're sort of going on an adventure. And one of the lads, one of the lads, he's um, he just can't help but tell the truth. He, he has to tell the truth, um, and all the time. So and they're in a shop and they're probably supposed to be at school. And he goes, and and a policeman walks in and he goes, oh, we're not supposed to be here. And the, the sort of copper goes, oh well, we. Um, he goes, okay, well, I'm, I'm, I'm just clocking off. So just as long as you tell me it'll never happen again. And then the little lad pops out and he goes, oh, but we've, we've got drugs and we've done this. <laughs> we've done all the other. And he starts confessing. He starts giving. And they're looking at him and saying, well, you Anyway, yeah. So uh, it's, it's, it's a good fun caper movie. Um, okay. And it's, it's, yeah, I mean, there's, there's, there's a few laughs in you it. You have to be say, 10 to enjoy it or can you enjoy you it? Can probably, you could probably, you could enjoy it as an adult as well. You could enjoy it as an adult as well. It's not a, it's, you know, it's just a, a average <laughs> yeah. funny caper thing. And I think because the dads are so young, it seems, seems, you know, a little bit. And, it, you know, it, it's, it seems it's, like, it seems it's, it's a nice movie. It's a nice movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, you know, there's, there's, um, they, I think the relationship between the lads works works very well, and obviously, as the film goes on, and they they sort of they sort of should we say they start to sort of fall apart a certain certain yeah. way. But then, you know, does it have that sort of vibe like Stand by Me? You know, where these sort of little lads go on slightly, slightly, sort of yeah, yeah, slightly, yeah, 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 context, yeah. But they're but... they're a bit more of a yeah. No, it's a bit like that, but they're much you know, it's a lot they're a lot faster, and they like yeah. they don't hang around too long because they're being chased quite a lot of the time. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, I'm gonna say that this this it wasn't as bad as I thought it was gonna be. Um, so, but it's good. It's good fun. It's, it's it's a bit of a laugh. I'll give this one a three. This is a three for me. You see, you see, that's the thing, right? Where you say it wasn't as bad as you thought it was going to be. I, th- I know exactly what you mean because I look at the t- trailer and I'm like, mm, 
that could go bad. That could go yeah, bad. Yeah, it's damning yeah. with faint praise, yeah. isn't it? That's it. I mean, there was enough. There was enough in it to think. Yeah, it's not. It's not quite so bad. I didn't have my my jumping in my seat and crossing my legs. You know, going, oh, <laughs> oh, 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 for goodness sake. So, yeah, so. Well, it, did, it didn't have you like you know burning stuff and having a pitchfork. Good night, no, kill it, <laughs> no. burn it with yeah. fire. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 quite fun. Yeah, it's a it's a three star definitely for me anyway. <laughs> okay, cool, cool, good stuff. We are burning through these films. <laughs> well, we need to. We need to. We, we, we need, need to. We need we, to really? go through this. Okay, so now we go back to being at home, and I went to. I saw a TV show called Back to Life. Now this is another one of the I players. So it's a BBC um, original thing, starring, written by and starring a lady called Daisy Haggard, who has shown up in TV shows like Uncle. She was in episodes. If everybody, I think probably the most high-profile thing was episodes in which she hardly ever had a line, and she played this gurning Hollywood executive. Um, but this is a show that she's written and it's set in Kent and um, it's all about this lady who at the beginning of the show gets released from prison. She gets released from prison, she's around about 31 years old, it turns out that she's been in prison for 18 years and, um, and she, it's all about how she gets back into life, her, her parents take her back into the house, she tries to like, meet up with her boyfriend that she, that she was going out with before she got into prison and um you know and life has just moved on he's now married with two kids and, he, and she's like oh my god what is going on and it's about her trying to get get her life back or trying to figure out what her life is now because she went into prison when she was a kid and she came out she came out um as uh, i know as i'm explaining this i'm just realizing that people might not realize that this is actually supposed to be funny but <laughs> right it's a comedy yeah okay it, so it's, a, it's and it's a comedy is it dark humor or it's dark humor or it's it's it's, it's dark, dark humor it's dark humor it's like it's sort of like um it's it's oh what's what i'm looking for it's a comedy it's kind of like a comedy drama because and they never they don't tell you straight away what it was that she went into prison for because that's just good storytelling and you and as it goes on you, you start seeing that people like are throwing things at the house she tries to get a job but everybody in the town hates her and it becomes slowly more uh, uh, oh, it becomes more and more obvious what it is that she did and they eventually tell you what it is that she did and made her end up in prison and then there's this uh there's this guy he sounds like he might be dutch dutch um reporter or investigator who's coming around and pops up and everything and, and keeps trying to interview her and says miri what really happened what really happened really happened uh, so so i think it's a it's a very very good show it's a very good it's only like six episodes it's only six episodes because it's the bbc and they do that kind of thing thankfully and you, you, you just get to see all these different things about her father, who his coping mechanism with this whole thing seems to have been to get really, really into recycling and saving the planet. And, but, but it's one of these shows that even though it's funny and it's silly and it has all these different things going on, you end up with all these moments of just sort of like real pathos and real sort of like almost human moments. Like, uh, like there's a bit where her dad is in the, he's in the GP surgery and he's talking to a lady with kids. And she's asking him, oh, do you have grandkids? And he's like, yes, 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 I do. And you can almost see in that moment, the way, the, the way he performs it, it's kind of like what he hoped would happen, but what got taken away because his daughter got sent to jail. So it's, mm -hmm. yeah, so it, it's, a, it's a really, really good show. I would give it a, I'll give it a four. I'll give it a four out of five. What? Okay. Good. Yeah, it's it's cool. not, yeah, it's, I know because the problem is that it came out, of, it came out um, after Fleabag. And Fleabag, I think, is that's a five out of five show. Fleabag is, I think, Fleabag is awesome. I think it's 
So a lot of people try and sort of like, you know, compare it to Fleabag, go, oh, well, Fleabag did this, what about this? I, it's not really like Fleabag. I think Fleabag is better, but um, but all in all, I think it's a great, I, I thought, I really enjoyed it, I thought it was a good show. And has great performances from Adil Akhtar as well, as a, as a neighbor come love interest to, uh, to the Daisy Hager character, Miri, who, May, who has a secret that is kind of surprising when it comes to you're like, oh, of all the secrets, I didn't think it was going to be that one. <laughs> so, so yeah, <laughs> so it's good. I would, yeah, I'll give that a four out of five. And now we go, oh. back, go back to cinema and we go to Angel Has Fallen. Angel's Fallen, Angel yeah. Has Fallen, a film that, it, that has defied all odds by existing. <laughs> by, so... <laughs> I mean, uh, by existing. I mean, this is a film. This is the third film in a in a franchise. And remember, okay, I can't remember what year it was, but there was a summer where Olympus has fallen. Terrorists take over the White House, and White House down. Terrorists take over the White House. These are two films with exactly the same premise that were released at the same time. And when you looked at who was in the films, you looked at oh, one of them had Gerard Butler played essentially being John McClane in Die Hard, but instead of an office building here, you had. Um, of an office building you had the white house and you had Channing tatum on the other one out of those two films this is not the film i thought would get to a third one <laughs> funny isn't it yeah, yeah funny. It, it, it is uh, did, did you did you get to see it tozen well angel yes i did i did you did all oh, right okay this is gonna be a cool one then yeah <laughs> so 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 okay sure i mean the storyline of this is is it, it do we even need to say what it is? I mean, it, okay, it's, we don't really. It's pretty obvious. It's just a, it's, it's it's a, it's a action movie. Basically a shoot em up, isn't it? Action yeah, movie, yeah. It's action movie, the, shoot em up. The tropes. There's a good guy, there's bad guys, there's tropes. Yeah, so Sean, carry on. What did you think? Uh, okay, well, this is going to surprise you. I mean, what really... Uh, you know, there's, oh, oh, no. I, here we go. Oh, yeah, here no. we go. Here we go. I'm going to have my little rant and then you might... <laughs> but anyway, um, to me, what, what I don't like about these films is that you've got like trained, really trained people. Which is bloody useless. You know what I mean? And it's like, you come on, you've got to be kidding me, man. You, so basically, what they're saying is all, all the baddies are terrifically 100% yeah, good. Trained. And all the highly trained police forces, and there's loads of them. You know what I mean? You've got the, yeah. you've got the military, you've got the SWAT, you've got the whole works. You've got the secret, you got the, you got the like police, flies, you got the you Secret mean? Service, you've got the CIA, you got the FBI, you know, and. Yeah. And there's like half a dozen guys, you know, and they're like, oh no. So they anyway, in black but, and they become invincible. Yeah, that's it. They they do, you know. There's like crazy stuff, but you have to expect it from this film, I suppose, because yeah. that's that's just the way it is. So yes, there was. I did have a lot of issues with it on on that sense, you yeah. know. It's, no, you're kidding me now. <laughs> he, yeah, right. He's like the lone survivor after. Yeah, he's every, amazing. He's like he's like he's like John Wick, people. and yeah. he's like McLean, oh, and, and he's like the the, the 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 one who was in the. Mel Gibson one was in those ones with, with Danny Glover. Oh, Marty Riggs. Marty Riggs. Yeah, he's, he's like he's like a combination. And Arnie Stallone, he's like, yeah, he's you know. Yeah, he's rolled he, into he, one. He, he can get, you know, he gets package. blown. Yeah, he's bulletproof package, you know. Yeah. He's like totally indestructible. He's a, he's, a, he's a mean, lean, mean fighting machine, you know. And there's, all, there's loads of brilliant circumstances, you know what I mean? Yeah. They never... You know, it all just happens just about right. Oh, someone's, someone's, oh, someone's unconscious, so they can't tell the whole story. You know, that's good, isn't it? Oh, look, all this stuff. Do you not think that's convenient? That you, you know, do you think I, I, I might be a setup here? We're not. No, 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 definitely not. You know, so is all this stuff. But, but it was fun. That. But it was fun. It was fun. It was, it was okay. It was okay. So I'm, 
Apart from all that stuff, I'm not going to say I, I, I hated this one. But I, did, I did have those issues, but I didn't hate it sure. because yeah. I knew it was coming, I guess. I knew it was coming. Sure, sure, you, you, you can understand what I'm saying here. Can you I, tell I, your I, don't, I think nowadays when I watch a film, I have an inner Sean with me, a Karen inner Sean with me. And, <laughs> oh, good, good, good. And essentially, essentially, when I was watching this, I was like, ooh, Sean's not going to like that. Ooh, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, ooh, Sean's not oh, going to like that. I was watching but, the film. No, but, but the thing is, every, everything you say, I totally agree with. But the thing about this thing is like, the thing about it is that this is a franchise that has always set its sights mega low. It, yeah. Instead of Slice Megalo, it's been like, and I think the reason that they've managed to make three of them is because they don't spend a whole heap of money on the film to begin with. They go, or because, for instance, in this film, there is some absolutely really obvious, shonky green screen stuff. Yes, definitely. Where, <laughs> yeah. Where, where you're like, that is. That is obviously not real. <laughs> so I think they don't spend a lot of money on it. So uh, so they kind of so it's almost as if they kind of go because this. Did you ever see the TV show Twenty Four? Uh, I saw a couple. I think yeah, that was with old Kiefer Sutherland. With yeah. Kiefer Sutherland, and I think the Has Fallen TV series. It's pretty much like Twenty Four, the movie. Twenty More, the Twenty Four, the movie franchise. And so, so, sure enough, I agree with you that there's bits at the beginning where they were, where the whole idea is that he's the Secret Service, he's like the head Secret Service person looking after the president, played by Morgan Freeman this time round. And they do the whole thing, which they've tried to do with a whole bunch of action franchises where, oh, this time we're going to give you a personal story. And, oh, this time uh, he was going to be a bit wounded. Oh, he's, he's got a concussion and he's taking his own painkillers and all that. And they're like, why are you putting that stuff? We don't care. We don't, that's it. We, don't, we don't really need that that's a side issue like, yeah that's not what that's not what we come to watch these films for that's not what we, we come to watch gerald butler try and do an american accent that's it which yeah uh, but i have to admit his american accent has improved this one is the best american accent i've heard from gerald butler he's been working on it <laughs> <laughs> he has been working on it yeah because usually but, usually it's terrible and the thing is at the yeah. beginning where they go oh he's been set up and i'm thinking come on Anybody with half a brain would know that all that ev- evidence that points to him being the one who did you could easily plant that. What? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what I mean. They don't even think about that, do they? They say, well, that's convenient, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. That's they're convenient. They, they go, you know what I mean? It's, they're, it's they're, like, I mean, they go, man. They, they, they seem to go, this guy is a mastermind who can, who can, who can, he can arrange a highly sophisticated attack on the president of the United States, but he cannot cover his tracks. I'm like, come on! Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, what the hell? I know, I know, with all that, with all that technology. And stuff. But yeah. hey, that's, it, it is what it is. Yeah, so, but, but the thing is, I've said and, that- And Nick Nolte was in it. Nick Nolte was in it, which yeah. I love Nick Nolte. Nick Nolte. My, my favorite guy. Yeah, Nick, Nick Nolte played his dad. He played yeah. his dad. He played his yeah. dad. Nick Nolte shows up and growls his way through like half the film. <laughs> but, but it's, but, um, but I agree with you. I actually quite I quite like the film. I think once you accept this is what the film is, it's not setting its standards, it's not setting its heights, its sights too high. It's not trying to do anything majorly different. And I think once you accept that, it actually manages there's some tropes that it, it manages to turn on its head. Now some of these tropes yes. yeah, that it, you're like, oh, okay, cool. That wasn't it's like that was a bit different, but at the same time, uh, whatever. And by the way, the final line of this film, which is said by Nick Lotte, <laughs> is hilarious. <laughs> the final yeah. line of this film is it, it had me in stitches the funniest thing in the whole film and unfortunately it comes in, an, in a mid-credits sting which everybody's trying to do now even though they're not Marvel I don't know why they're trying to do it so I'm, I have a lot of respect for this series for getting to a third film that's, <laughs> that's what I would say I have a lot of respect for it I quite enjoyed it I'll yeah. give it a 3 out of 5 and I will give it a 3 out of 5 as well so 
that is good timing. Yeah, good stuff. Good stuff. So three out of five for Angel Has Fallen. You watch it, but don't expect much. And you will have a great a whale of a time. Okay, now Sean, we go back to a final thing that we've seen at home this week, and this is Inside Number Nine, Season Two. Now, this sounds like your kind of thing because I've, you quite I've, like I've, anthologies, I've, don't you? Uh, yeah, I do. Yeah, and this is this is season. No, there's four seasons, and it's on Netflix. Yeah. Oh, okay. So I, I've, I've I've actually watched these on Netflix. So, yeah. um Now I saw Inside Number Nine. I think it probably a few years ago. Now I did see. It wouldn't have been that long ago, maybe, yeah, two years perhaps. And I did catch an episode. It was just like, you know, like one of those things that I watched, yeah. like we're saying about random. And it was called um, Empty Orchestra, which was like a karaoke thing. And I, I thought, oh, I really, really like this. <laughs> and so I, I watched another episode, which was like, there's a, a film called Clue. Which oh, yeah. It was yeah. a movie film, which, and, and this episode was like this, but it was like doing the crossword puzzle with some, you know, there's a girl that comes in and they, they, they script a crossword puzzle. Basically, this series, so, so I started to watch the whole lot. And it's one of those ones, it's one of these things that when you watch the episodes, you, you can't help but watch the episode. You just, you just kind of, and it's, there's no So it's an anthology series then, basically? It's an anthology series, yeah, yeah with just lo lots of so different stories. different story each week. Different story each week, yeah. The only linking thing is that each one of them is set in uh, number nine. Like number, number nine, nine of yeah, a street right. or something yeah. like that. Number nine, or it might be a, a floor of a hotel, or you, you know, it might be um, in in the train carriage. Do you know what I mean? So it's all they're all yeah. like inside number nine, and there is in each of these, which I didn't realise, there is a like a statue of a hare in each of the episodes. That's the that's the oh. only common theme that runs through them. But so basically, they're all individual stories, and I would love to do like like we've done with Love, Death, and Robots. I would like to do. Like, like, hopefully we will do with them. Um, we're, we're still going to do a Black Mirror Black show, Mirror. don't worry. We're going to do yeah, a Black Yeah, yeah, we'll do a Special Mirror. So, anyway, I'm going to say this because I know we, we, we're really sort of getting through time and all that. So, each, each individual episode, I've watched three seasons now. Uh, I'm, I'm going to watch the season four. It is, it is really, really worth a watch. I do... You, you watch them and you can't help it. They're, and they're all different stories, but there's all something in there. Like, the one Sharon's just having a look now. So, this is because that was the first first one of the series four and that takes place on a ho hotel and it's in number nine and they generally end up turning on their heads they generally end up turning but all that's done in i iambic you know with the, yeah, yeah yeah with where they're all like everything so they all like talk to the screen and they yeah. all so and each one's different there's one with with clue there's a, and there's a terrific one about which about which where like two of the guys go and they're they're interrogating a witch Twist the oh, whole yeah. thing on his head. Yeah, I've, I've, so I've, you've seen that one, have you? You know I, I, what I mean. I've seen. You've, the, you've seen the, some of these entos. I've you? seen some of these. I've seen about half of season one. I think the thing about them is I don't. Feel, I, it's something I don't feel like I can binge because a lot of the episodes they tend to go a little bit dark and have a little bit of almost like a either psychological thriller or horror tinge to it. And yeah, yeah, and I feel like I can't watch too many of those back to back because it starts affecting my mood. But all oh, right, okay, okay. Yeah, but, but they are very, very very well put together they're written by um, definitely Reece, steve pemberton and reese shear smith who are two-thirds or no one half of the league of gentlemen so yes I, so I, that's yeah. I find it creepy as well yeah but they're they're i would say that these episodes are not particularly creepy no they're, they they're, just have they've sort macabre. of gone away a little bit from that yeah not, not even macabre you know some of them are, there's a lot of dark humor a lot yeah. of dark so, humor, some of really. them are like okay there's there's the one in the season one about the guy who is in a flat by himself and then he has like a new a new um 
what's it called? A new housemate comes and lives with him, who's like this homeless guy who comes in and gives him everything like that. That one's a bit dark. There's oh right. oh yeah with the with the yeah where um that oh, at the end yeah yeah yeah, yeah that's, the, that's, the, the, where, where that's the, a bit dark because you think there's a whole thing between him his girlfriend and this homeless guy and that's the, right and and then you're thinking aren't you towards the end you're thinking oh maybe there was 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 that imagination yeah 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 not? yeah you, you exactly, know and it's, yeah. it's it's really really good for getting the getting um getting you all uh, they're, they're they're really really well done know. I mean the first episode which is the one where they're all inside or I think it's called sardines. Sad. That sardines yeah, yeah where they're all inside this cupboard that that one that one takes a massive turn for the dark at the end there's the that does, there's, yeah there's the episode that's almost kind of like almost totally silent which is quite frankly it's a genius episode but still at the same time you're like oh whoa, whoa what happened it, it goes a bit tarantino and <laughs> yeah yeah that's the robbery one yeah yeah the robbery one it goes a bit yeah. And yeah, yeah yeah i think i think that one of the ones that thought was was pretty i, I really liked that thought was very clever was the one about the last breath of a pop star? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The one yeah that's the last, it. Yeah, yeah, with the with the yeah. And I mean, that's the sort of thing. That, uh, yeah, yeah. No, I know exactly what you mean. Yeah, with the uh, yeah balloon and what have you. Yeah, yeah. So it's yeah, that's great. So uh, I think it, I think it's really really good. But I feel like each time I watch an episode, I need to wait like two weeks before I watch the next one. <laughs> really, really. I, I I've been watched them. I've been been binged watched them. Yeah. I mean, I I think they're brilliant. They're brilliant. Um, so yeah so basically i'm going to give i i mean i should give these i don't think there's one i haven't liked so i guess this is going to have to be be probably a five star i have to say i've really really liked him yeah i know i've had two fives today that's very most unusual for me but yeah i just yeah. think they're so and so incredible these are so incredibly funny incredibly witty quite dark sometimes and it's just everything's in there you you I mean, I couldn't help but watch them. I was, yeah. I, I watched them, and I want Good you to go. watch, watch, try and catch yeah. them if yes. you can. I, I think, I think they have. I think each episode is masterfully, masterfully. I, I think you'd like them. I think, I think they would, they would appeal to you because yeah. they're, they're they're really subtle and quite clever Just and quite, quite yeah. twisty. Yeah. All right. Cool. So, yeah. Okay. And with the madcap finish, all that is left for us to say who won this week, um, and this week the winner by a bit of a margin. Is Netflix and Friends? Netflix. I was. Netflix I was going to say. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's almost an entire star. <laughs> it's almost an entire star. But that's because they had a well. We had Nightfall, Back to Life, and Inside Number Nine, which are all really, really good shows. Once Upon yeah. a Time in Hollywood, yeah. I think, is an excellent movie. And the but it just like, couldn't hold up against the. No, no, that's it. No, and that's that's fair deuce. You know. You, you see uh, that now this is a this is a bit of a problem with the whole rating system. It's like whether a film is good. Uh, whether you enjoyed it because i think sean and sean i think you would agree with me that we both enjoyed angel has fallen a lot more than it's good if you go yes yes <laughs> yes i do i do yeah definitely definitely <laughs> i mean it was you know i mean i could have i could have just gone to town on that couldn't i but yeah you know it was it is what it was and it was quite it, it's what it was it fun. knows what it is it doesn't try and be anything more than that it's kind of like saying hey yeah we're like a low budget version of that film you like (laughs) (laughs) but hey but anyway all there's left to say is oh thank you if you stuck with us all the way through this thank you so much for sticking with us until this point on a marathon welcome back sean episode (laughs) thank you very much thank you very much it's nice to be back yeah and all there's left to say is that we will see you next week where we will see something sharon and i may see wildlife we may not we may see wildlife yeah tune in next week Mm. and find out what happens tune in next week to find out what we do until then it's a goodbye from me it's a goodbye from me and it's a goodbye from me hey
We will see you guys next week. Bye. <laughs>